the head of the EPA is being asked by a congressman to find out what's really going on with a, a study, I guess, a report that's been incredibly devastating to family farms, certainly here in Washington State and elsewhere. This is The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790, as well as the Save Family Farming podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Dylan Honkoop with you here, our sponsor, uh, Pepe Kenworth Northwest on Iowa Street in Bellingham, brand new location. And and, and yeah, criminal investigation are, are the words um, that the organization I asked for is we have out there. That's what we're calling for. Why is Save Family Farming calling for a criminal investigation and an and an EPA study to be pulled? Joining me right now, Executive Director with Save Family Farming, my boss, Gerald Barron. Welcome to the program this morning. So what, what's going on here? Why is is our group, people are asking me, what, what are you guys doing here? Why, why are you asking for a criminal investigation? Well, that's a great question, Dylan. And this uh, story goes back uh, actually several years. Um, the study that we're concerned about started back in 2010. But in the process of asking the EPA Region 10 Administrator, who is a Trump appointee, to, uh, to do the right thing by this study and get it uh, checked out by the real experts, um, we discovered that the EPA staff in Region 10 not only uh, really did a number of things to ensure that this study uh, came out the way that they want it to be. In fact, they falsified the study. Not only that, uh, they did not do the proper peer review, uh, review by other outside experts. And then when, when they were called on it, they lied about it to the regional administrator. They said it actually had a thorough and complete peer review. And when caught in that lie, they then apparently, it looks like, have um, gone back and tried to change uh, government documents to justify the fact that they did not get the the, the uh, science review that this study needed. So this whole plot has just uh, thickened and thickened as we've gone along, and so we've called for a, a, a criminal investigation of this action by the EPA staff. So you think fraudulent and or illegal things have gone on? Yeah, actually, there's two levels of fraud that we uh, believe went on. Uh, one is the fraudulent actions of the staffing in and conducting this study to begin with. And th- those are not our words, I should say. Those are the words of a former NRCS, of one of the top scientists in the country, who looked at the study and said, no, this is fraudulent. That is, they went about to cook the book, so to speak, to make it, um, to make the science do exactly what they wanted to, it, it to do, to uh, falsely blame farmers for long-standing nitrate contamination in groundwater. So that was one level of fraud. The second level of fraud, which is actually quite a bit worse, is that when they were caught in this and they were um, uh, ac- accused of not doing the proper thing by EPA policy in front of their new boss, the Region 10 administrator, then they went back and said, well, actually, according to the record, we didn't really have to do this, this uh, peer review in the first place. And that constitutes a federal crime. Uh, Title 18, Section 1001 of the Federal Code says, if you're a federal official, you cannot lie, you cannot change material facts, you cannot manipulate uh, the truth, you can't do these things uh, without accountability. And so 
we uh, believe the evidence is absolutely clear what these uh, folks in Region 10 have done. And we, therefore, have presented that evidence to the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., and we have sent them a letter asking that they investigate uh, Region 10 staff for potential criminal behavior in this, uh, in how they've treated this study. Gerald Barron with us right now on the Save Family Farming podcast, the farming show on KGMI. He's executive director of Save Family Farming. And Gerald, um, why do why is this such a big deal to farmers? That's one of the questions we're, we've been getting. Why do farmers care so much about a, an EPA science study? Well, this science study, which was um, started in 2010 and published in, initially in 2012, and then they had to republish it in 2013, uh, uh, because of the problems that they had with it, um, has caused devastation within the Washington dairy community. First of all, among four dairy farmers that it was targeted at, one of the farmers, a, a significant farmer in eastern Washington, threw up their hands and said, "If this is what you, uh, if this is the enforcement action you're going to take against us, we quit." Three other farmers have tried to comply. One farm alone has spent upwards of ten million dollars complying with the EPA requirements coming out of this false study. Two other farmers are barely hanging on uh, financially, but the real impact of this goes beyond the, let's say, uh, 20 to 30 million that these uh, few farmers have had to pay. I've estimated that it may have cost the dairy community in Washington state upwards of 50 to 75 million and beyond. And the reason for that is because this study, which is false, and falsely accuses dairy farmers, is used by the primary attorney suing farmers out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. His name is Charlie Tebbett. He's very well known within the dairy community. He has filed numerous lawsuits against dairy farms, and it's all based upon a false study that, uh, that the EPA conducted and published. Uh, we believe, basically, they work together. And Mr. Tebbett, the attorney, has earned millions of dollars in legal fees using a falsified study by the EPA to condemn these farmers. Now, you, you need to understand, these lawsuits typically are not uh, decided by a judge or, uh, or even go to court because it's terribly expensive for a farm to fight against these kinds of accusations, especially given that it's a, a, you know, supposedly the EPA behind it. So they end up settling. And when they settle, they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars typically in legal fees to Mr. Tebbett. So he has enriched himself greatly uh, based upon false uh, science data, supposedly science data. It's not really science because uh, it, it, it doesn't tell what the facts really are. So th there's two problems here. One is the enforcement action of EPA against a handful of farmers in eastern Washington. And then there's, um, then there's the lawsuits uh, filed by Mr. Tebbett, which also have affected Whatcom County farms, uh, western Washington farms, because many of them have had to take out more insurance. They ha they've had to do a number of preventive uh, efforts. They've had to, uh, you know, take on a number of measures that have been very expensive to them to try and prevent uh, these lawsuits from uh, being, uh, you know, targeted at them. So it's affected the entire community. We know that there's uh, several farmers who have gone out of business. Some have packed up and moved to South Dakota. And right now there are probably uh, at least four pending lawsuits, some in negotiations and some in just our sort of early stages of litigation that have been filed by Mr. Tebbett. And it's all based upon this study, which is uh, which has proven to be false.
So suddenly we see why a, a science study is such a big deal when we're talking about the livelihoods of family farms far and wide, um, kind of resting in the balance with this thing. Um, huge amounts of money um, and and so much more people's reputation, so much at stake here is, is what you're saying. Again, we're talking with Gerald Barron, executive director of Save Family Farming. Um, Save Family Farming, as an organization, has uh, sent a, a letter to the Department of Justice, right? Explain explain that part we, of it. We, we have sent, actually, uh, we have sent a number of letters, but uh, two letters that are most critical here. One of them is to EPA Director Andrew Wheeler, who is the head of whole, the EPA throughout the United States. And we, because we have failed in our effort to get the Region 10 Administrator, uh, Christopher Laddick, who was um, also, like um, Andrew Wheeler, appointed by President Trump to that position, he unfortunately um, appears to be backing his staff and uh, and defending them, even though what they've done is completely indefensible. So uh, we believe that Christopher Laddick, uh, re the regional administrator, would be w able and willing to support us. But apparently, the deeply embedded staff is uh, is too powerful. And so we have appealed. We've gone over his head. We've talked to uh, the ag liaison for uh, EPA uh, NDC, Tate Bennett. And now we have talked to, or now we have sent a letter, as well as Congressman Dan Newhouse, uh, one of the strongest friends of farmers in our state. He has um, sent a letter to uh, uh, Director Wheeler, and we have also sent a, a letter to Director Wheeler. And Dylan, I want to be real clear what we're asking for. We are asking that the real science study, the real science review of this bad study be done years after it's been put in place. It was never done. It was never completed. They did not do um, a, a genuine study by other science experts to determine whether this study is valid or not. That's what we're asking for. And the reason is we want the truth. We also, um, because the study, how it's being used in enforcement, and because we know it to be false, we've asked that it be retracted pending this review. Now, if these science experts, and we're asking that the Agriculture Research Service, uh, part of the United States Department of Agriculture, be called in to take a look at this. If they determine that um, the EPA study is actually valid in that the farms are as guilty of uh, nitrate contamination as, as the EPA study says they are, then fine. Then uh, obviously we need to change some things that are going on there to, in order to prevent that. But this study does not prove that. We, we very strongly believe, and that's why we're asking for these science experts who uh, outside of the EPA to come in, have a look at it, and tell us what's really going on there. So you're not doing this to try to sweep uh, uh, evidence of pollution or something under the rug? Absolutely not. You know, as we've um, as we've written to Christopher Laddick, the Region 10 administrator, we don't understand why, given the fact that they did not do an adequate review by other scientists, by scientists outside of the EPA when they first published it, why they are so afraid to do it now. They appear to be scared to death to have real scientists look at this study and determine whether it's true. And we said, if it, if their study is true, great, we need to know that. We are not afraid of the truth. They apparently are afraid of the truth. And that's, and, and that's really troubling. And it's especially troubling because um, the EPA under the Trump administration has made it clear that one of the standards, one of the commitments of this administration is toward transparency in science. 
They want to open up science more to the public and to science experts around because of the lack of trust in the EPA and the kind of science that they've been doing. And so uh, we believe that. We did believe that. And yet now we have um, Trump-level EPA, Trump-appointed EPA officials who are saying, no, we're not going to allow transparency in science. And that's one of the reasons that we have appealed to uh, Director Wheeler and to point out that that there are people below him in the EPA organization, certainly staff, but also political appointees who are not following through on the commitment that the Trump administration has made to add to transparency in science. This is a farming show on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm your host, Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with Gerald Barron right now, executive director of Save Family Farming, talking about why uh, Save Family Farming, who I work for, in, in full disclosure, why we're calling for a criminal investigation as well as uh, the EPA pulling this science study, as Gerald has just explained why this is such a big deal, why the the farming community, particularly the dairy farming community in Washington State, cares so much about what's going on with this, since people's livelihoods, their family heritage, in some cases, uh, is ultimately at stake with this. Um, Gerald, you, you keep mentioning Trump and, and, and some of the things that we've shared on social media and, and elsewhere have, have talked about Trump EPA as well. And uh, we're saying, thing, you know, why we're calling for a criminal investigation into a cover up by Trump EPA's regional staff and leadership. S- some people are asking, well, why are you blaming this on Trump? This, this, what does this have to do with Donald Trump? Um, isn't that unfair? Or, or and even some people take, you know, making political pot shot saying, uh, oh, you know, you farmers, you you were Trump supporters and, and now look what you get. You know, it's it's all the fault of the, the, the Trump administration. That's really not the message that we're trying to send necessarily. No, but this uh, this situation, as it becomes more well known, and we see the Capitol Press just did a story on it. We believe other media will probably be covering it. The story may very well go out that um, the farmers, as it, as is well known nationally, played a key role in the election of President Trump in 2016, and um, farmers have definitely been affected by the uh, the trade wars, by the tariffs, and uh, for the most part, they you know their their support for Trump has continued. And one of the reasons for that is the one bright spot has been changes that they've seen in EPA and movement toward more transparency in science and that sort of thing. So the reason that we're that we're raising this, and we hope that the more senior level officials in the Trump administration take note, is that farmer support is not without um, a vulnerability. And when farmers understand that um, Trump appointees within the EPA are backing the longtime staff in in supporting some very bad actions that they did under the previous administration. We believe that the senior level officials within the Trump administration need to understand that because the more people see that, the more people in the farm community see that, um, yes, there are appointees who are, who are not following through on commitments that, um, that the Trump administration has made. That becomes an issue in terms of... Um, you know, how much um, it sort of highlights the vulnerability that there may be within that support. So, uh, yes, it's, it's an important issue. And as it becomes more well-known, it, it may become a, a greater significant issue, uh, you know, politically. It, uh, but, I, but I would say, as you suggested, um, Dylan, that the issue isn't Trump and his action. The issue is Trump appointees and their lack of action. And we think that that is um, something that 
senior official senior officials in the administration need to come to grips with. Yeah, ultimately it goes to the top, and and what will the administration do about this? And and do they even know what's going on uh, with the people that they've appointed to leadership uh, in these different roles? Uh, Gerald, at the, at the same time, though, people are saying, well, this all happened back in the Obama administration. You're talking about 2010. You're talking about 2012 and 13 when this study came out. Um, and and I want to. I, we need to take a, a break here in just a couple of minutes. I want to talk more about that history and how this all I and mean, this is layer on layer that's been built up with the falsified study that that this agency this federal agency put together under the obama administration but people are pointing out well if it was then why are you talking about trump and i think you're explaining it's because it's the the trump appointee right now who's the roadblock at this point to to having the epa really deal with this that's absolutely right. And, uh, uh, you know, we made a simple request that, a, that, that this study, this false study, be subjected to a science review that it never got. And we believed, we had every reason to believe. We met with Mr. Laddick. He came to one of our farms. He, uh, he showed strong support and interest in, the, uh, in, in farmers and, and, and maintaining farmers. And then apparently his staff got a hold of him and has and and, and he has backed way off and and he, so he is denying our request to secure a um, a long lost <laughs> science study that that this study should have been um, subjected to a long time. It's called a peer review. It means um, other scientists outside of the agency need to look at it and validate whether it's actually. Um, with good science or not. And that's what we're calling for. And that's what uh, Christopher Laddick, the regional administrator, refuses to do. Christopher Laddick, the the man appointed by Donald Trump to be the head of, of EPA Region 10, which is what? Washington, Alaska, Oregon? I, well, I, well, yeah, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Alaska. Right. Gerald Barron with us here on The Farming Show on KGMI. We are going to take a time out, but I do want to talk more about the history of this and how this issue connects with some of the activism that's gone on behind the scenes in the EPA and in the federal government and amongst people here in Washington State as well, how this connects um, to activism that, that led to the issue that really was the impetus behind forming this organization save family farming uh, the what's up stream campaign some people may remember that in the billboards and the buzzwords we're going to talk more about how this is connected behind the scenes when we come back as we continue here on the farming show please stay with us save family farming calling for a federal science study to be pulled and for a criminal investigation to look into what's being described as a, a fraudulent cover-up. Of course, I work for Safe Family Farming. Got some background in what's going on, but the guy who's really done so much research on this and has helped you know, connect the dots really is what we're trying to do with this. What's been going on, this, this science study that's been weaponized against dairy farming in particular here in Washington State. False accusations uh, 
galore that have come as a result of this, this um, I guess, not even misrepresentation of science, this, uh, this total uh, warping of science, this manipulation. Uh, it's, it's science really, I guess, Gerald's with us right now, Gerald Barron, uh, on the phone. Uh, it, really, science doesn't even belong in the same word uh, or in the same phrase in, in the title of, of this quote-unquote study uh, because it wasn't that. It was a conclusion um, that they started with and then apparently gathered data in incredibly sloppy and irresponsible, unethical ways to come at the, to, to the quote-unquote proof of this conclusion that they clearly already started with. But what, what about the cover-up? What, what about this talk about fraudulent actions after this study actually came out and then, and then some of the dots started to be connected and some hard questions started to be asked of, of these folks at EPA? Yeah, let's get to the cover-up in just a second, but a couple of things I just wanted to make sure we're clear on. One is safe family farming has certainly played a role in this and and a lead role in some respects, but we're working very, very closely with the Washington State Dairy Federation and also with the Idaho Dairymen's Association and the uh, Oregon Dairy Farmers Association or or Dairy Association. Mm So um, we've got, you know, because all of these are affected in one way or another, the dairy farmers across the Pacific Northwest are affected. All of these groups are involved in making these appeals to uh, to, uh, to the EPA director and, and uh, to, you know, to do the right thing here. So just wanted to clarify that. Uh, we're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, uh, Dylan, you mentioned, you know, bad science. Let me give you one brief example of how the EPA went about uh, collecting data to place the blame on dairy farms. One of the issues for uh, dairy farms is how much manure, uh, also called nutrients, uh, is placed on uh, a field. If there's too much, it can get into groundwater. It can go through the the soil and into groundwater. And that's the concern here, right? Nitrates in groundwater and how do they get there? Right. Nutrients or nitrogen in the uh, in the manure gets converted to nitrate when it's exposed to air and, and bacteria and water. Uh, and then it can, if there's too much, it can go into, into groundwater. And that's a legitimate concern. But in order to determine how much nitrate was uh, sort of contaminating, what the EPA uh, protocol for doing the uh, data analysis of um, manure is they said, go to a field. That has where manure has recently been applied only to those fields where manure had been recently applied. Then use a teaspoon, dig down to one inch, and then collect that sample from the one inch of the top soil, and then take that back to the lab. Find out how much nitrate is in there, and that's how we're going to determine if if there's too much nitrate being put on the fields. It's absolutely outrageous and ridiculous, and they try to defend that as good science. That's only. That's one of probably 20 or 25 examples that have been pointed out by a whole number of science experts from around the, the country about how bad this science really is. So uh, let's go back to the cover-up, um, Dylan. Yeah, because, because what, what you're just talking about there, the bad science, that's not even the part that, that's that's spurring us to call for a criminal investigation. That's an, another no. level yet. Right. We, we, we think that, you know, that is one example of fraudulent science where it's clearly designed in order to, uh, con- you know, to present the conclusions that they want, that, that current dairy operations, that, you know, the problem is nitrate isn't been ground in water in areas in Whatcom County and Western Washington and in Yakima Valley, where this is really centered for many, many years based upon previous farm activities, naturally occurring nitrate, septic systems, a whole number of causes. 
And we know that uh, that this whole study is false because throughout southeast Washington, for example, there is nitrate in groundwater at higher levels than what they find around these dairy farms. And yet there's no dairy farms there. But still the EPA is saying, oh, there's nitrate in groundwater. Therefore, the dairy farms uh, that are nearby are responsible for it. It's, it's just it's, it's nonsense. And, um, they, it, you know, it needs to be stopped. So, yeah, let's go to the cover. Yeah, the, fr- the fraudulent cover up. What was going on with that? So when we met with Christopher Laddick, the regional administrator on November 1, and we asked him to look into this, how bad this study really was as the relatively new uh, Trump appointee there, he turned uh, he turned to um, the project manager of that study, Eric Winnicky, who was in the meeting, and he said, well, wasn't this peer-reviewed? And Mr. Winnicky said, oh, yes, absolutely. It was thoroughly and completely peer-reviewed. And we challenged him on that because it was not. There was actually only two... Um, uh, peer reviewers outside of the other, two two internal peer reviewers, and one from the United States Ge- Geological Service and one from the United States Department of Agriculture. The one from USGS agreed with all the other scientists that this was bad science. The one from the U.S. Department of Agriculture asked his name to be removed when the study was published because he saw that they had only given him a part of the study to review, and most of the conclusions and most of the critical data. Uh, about manure lagoons, all of that was missing. So he said, I didn't get a chance to review this, so remove my name. But Mr. Winnicky lied about the nature of the peer review, and he said that this this USDA reviewer uh, didn't give a reason. Well, he was proven wrong in both of those cases. So he was caught in two lies in front of his administrator in that one meeting. We Then we had another meeting in February with the staff, at which time they told us that the study actually didn't need to be peer-reviewed because the category of, of the science was not uh, influential. Now, that hmm. is, that's where the cover-up really occurred because we know as a matter of fact, we have the documents that show this was categorized as influential science, which it absolutely had to be because of that definition of what influential science is, which is science that affects pu- a private sector decisions, which this absolutely did. So it, re- it required it to be influential. It was influential. And then the staff, after the fact, says, oh, no, it wasn't influential. It was other. And we can do whatever level of peer review we want. We want. Well, that l- compiles lie upon lie. And they are still holding it to it. And very sadly to us, Mr. Laddick, the Trump appointee who we expected so much from, appears to be supporting them in this, in this uh, cover-up. And that's what's truly distressing to us. And so that's why we've appealed to both the Department of Justice and the, uh, the director of the EPA to say, this needs to be looked into. We believe that there are federal staff uh, members who are violating federal law, which makes it illegal for them. And it's a, it's a criminal offense where they would face five years, five years in prison if it was proven that uh, they have um, done what we believe is very clear that they have done. So you're saying it's possible somebody could go to prison over what what's gone on with us yes uh it is possible you know whether those things happen on a very but you know one of the problems that we have dealing in this country and we've heard i will tell you we've heard this from farmers who said why are you doing this why are you fighting the epa they're the epa they can do whatever they want they have unlimited dollars they have unlimited tax dollars you can't fight them and i'm saying if that's the attitude that people have in this country we are doomed because democracy dies in darkness. We have to hold our government officials accountable for their actions. And when they break the law, they need to be held accountable. 
And so, yes, I consider this to be an extremely important thing that we do, just like um, what we did in the What's Upstream campaign. Say Family Farming took the lead in that in saying, wait a minute, you cannot, as a federal agency, take taxpayers' money and turn around and use it for a lobbying campaign, use it to promote, you know, buy advertising to promote lies about farmers and farm pollution. You can't do that. And um, and they were held accountable, and and so that's what we need to do. As much as um, as much attention was paid to what's upstream, and 145 members of Congress wrote to the EPA to complain about that. The damage from what's upstream is nothing compared to the damage that this EPA study has done. And this is coming from the same administration, the same group of staff people who did what's upstream, who approved that. Uh, Dennis McLaren was the Obama appointee who was head of uh, Region 10 at that time. He was the one responsible for uh, keeping that flow of uh, federal dollars, no, not federal dollars, taxpayer money uh, to be spent on this campaign. And he is the one who ultimately is responsible for generating this study and for, um, so, you know, and leading his staff in conducting this study. Now, he's not responsible for the cover-up. He's no longer region, you know, regional administrator. That's what the staff has done, unfortunately, apparently with the support of the new regional administrator. So, uh, but it, there's the connection to, to What's Upstream. It's interesting that the What's Upstream campaign, the beginnings of it started in 2010, exactly the same time that the EPA set about on this work to, um, to generate this report that would uh, point the blame directly at farmers. Do we think that's uh, coincidental? Not at all. We, we have plenty of evidence that this EPA staff and uh, Mr. McLaren um, uh, worked very closely with the same groups of people uh, who put together the What's Upstream campaign, the Western Environmental Law Center, the uh, Puget Soundkeeper Alliance, the, uh, the leaders from the Swinomish tribe, all of these people who were, in, who were directly involved in putting this What's Upstream campaign together um, have been working very closely with the EP administration. And so, you know, that's where we thought, okay, we've got a different administration in here. We've got a, there's, there's a change in which uh, people are saying, no, transparency in science is, is important. And, um, you know, generating these kinds of false studies is not the way we're going to do business. In fact, one of the leaders of the new administration promised that the What's Upstream campaign would never happen again. And yet, here we have this going on, and here we have a member of the Trump administration, a Trump appointee, saying, oh, we're, we're going to not change it, we're not going to fix it, we're not going to do what's right, we're going to back the staff that has done all of this, uh, this damage. Gerald Barron is our guest right now, executive director of Save Family Farming. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I am your host, Dylan Honkoop. I also work for Save Family Farming. So Gerald and I are colleagues, and, and this is something that I've been aware of for a while. But it seems, Gerald, as this goes, as you said earlier, the plot just keeps getting thicker how many people are going to start cluing into this? You talk about what happened with what's upstream and, and your actions on that and, and work on that issue predate my time with this organization. 
but at that time you were able to to really elevate this issue and and get a lot of people um to do something about it including those what did you say 145 members of congress who signed uh, you know a, a resolution condemning this C- could something like that happen in this situation or are people going to have the guts to stand up and and say that this is wrong and 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 somebody needs to do the right thing yeah, and, and there is a change in why we believe we can actually address abuses uh, such as this and abuse against farmers of a federal agency like the EPA. And the difference is this. Farmers and to, to some degree farm groups uh, who have done some outstanding work in lobbying have do, have not really um, been involved in bringing these kinds of things to the public's attention. And that's what Safe Family Farming does. That's our, our unique role. And we believe, and we saw, certainly saw in What's Upstream, there were probably uh, 60 to 80 um, stories written about it in newspapers and in websites and, uh, you know, uh, all over the country. And it got the attention of our elected leaders who were very concerned about how taxpayer dollars were used and how um, an agency like Region 10 of the EPA was was you know taking a very anti-farm, anti-dairy position, and uh, you know misusing their role. So, but that all came about because of public exposure. What goes on behind the scenes um, is very difficult to change unless and until the public, the voters, the media, the people who do these stories, and so start seeing it and understanding that this is some pretty nasty stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And people need to be held responsible for it. We need accountability in, in what our, our government agencies do. And, and so that's the role that we play. And we are absolutely bound and de- determined to, do, to make certain that this story, which has been so damaging to our dairy farmers, gets out in the public, in the, in the national public as much as we can, uh, certainly in the regional uh, eye of the public, and so that people see, oh, this is, this is what our EPA Region 10 staff is capable of doing and hold them accountable for this kind of behavior. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, I need to write some of this stuff down or even try to remember because there's a lot of detail here. Don't worry. Uh, this detail is all available on our website, savefamilyfarming.org. Um, and, and a post, that, well, there, there are several resources there with regard to this issue. This is something that we've been tracking and learning more and more about over, well, well over you know a few years time um but you can you can read the up on the latest there you can also follow our social media at save family farming on facebook as well as on instagram and at save farming on twitter as well and so we've been sharing links and thoughts and info on this uh if you do want to read up you want to get more stuff or or maybe after this conversation you want to go back on uh, some of the things that we talked about of course this conversation will be available shortly on uh, line as well soundcloud uh, save family farming podcast you can also subscribe to it on itunes again we've been talking with gerald Barron. what can people do to support this what what can they do to help get the word out on what's been going on here the truth about really this attack on the dairy community in the pacific northwest and Dylan, I just want to add that what we're doing, what we're able to do, and how we can bring this to the public's attention, we rely an awful lot on social media and digital communications. But all of that has been made possible because we have been very generously funded by so many people who care about 
the family farming in Washington State. And so uh, I just want to thank those people, and a great number of them are in Whatcom County who have been uh, mm -hmm. great contributors of Whatcom Family Farmers, which is uh, an affiliate of our organization. And uh, we work very closely together on these things, but also now in eastern Washington and Skagit County, uh, as farmers throughout the state and farm businesses, they are crucially important to what we do. So at, as we move um, this story of the EPA abuse of farmers through this study and then the fraudulent attempt to cover up their lack of uh, science review, we may need to be doing more advertising. We may need to buy some expensive ads in order to draw a lot of attention to uh, of, of people, like, for example, in Seattle and Tacoma, Bellingham, Spokane, Tri-Cities, all of those places. And that costs money. And so um, we, we need that support to really mm -hmm. uh, continue and, and grow if we're going to uh, bring these things to the public's attention. So we need financial support, and then we also need people to follow us on social media. We need people to be talking to others about this, especially if somebody's connected with somebody in media, uh, to, to get the word out about what's going on, and that's, this truly is a big deal. I, I, anything else that you can think of, Gerald, as far as actions people can take um, right away to help do something well, about this? Yes, and we may very well be issuing a call here soon. For farmers and farm supporters, uh, now not just farmers, but people who um, believe that uh, it's important for our farmers to survive, to um, to reach out and contact EPA officials. If we do that, we will put some information out to say who you should contact and 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 why, and give them the reasons. And I, I should um, let let you know, as let our listeners know as well, Dylan, that there has been talk. In fact, uh, at our board level of staging a protest in Seattle against the EPA if they do not take the action to do the right thing here. So that is definitely a possibility. And if that was the case, we, we would make a broad-based appeal to those concerned about the future of, of family of farmers, and particularly in this case, our dairy farmers, to gather together and let our voices be heard. That's unusual for farmers, but it's also um, and it's becoming an essential part of, of holding these people accountable for the actions that they take. So it's it's not something that we're calling for right now, but it's something that we may in the in the near future. That would be a, a sight to see, a, a major protest by farmers in this state. Again, the hub of, of information, savefamilyfarming.org, the website, um, and then lots of links to that and other info on our social media channels, Save Family Farming on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter as well. Gerald Barron, Executive Director for Save Family Farming. We are out of time. Thanks for filling us in the latest on all this. I think we're going to be hearing more about this in, in the near future. At least I, I hope so, because I, I think that's what it's going to take. Thanks for being here. Thank you.